We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com live postgame show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. What a bounce back win for your Los Angeles Lakers, blowing out the Golden State Warriors by 30 after getting blown out themselves in game two in Golden State. The Lakers take a 2-1 series lead. This was the win the Lakers badly needed. Got it done in game three. Whew, that was a fun one. Joining me tonight to help break it all down is Sean Davis. Sean, this is what we wanted to see. A nice, relaxing fourth quarter. The Warriors waved the white flag with like 10 minutes to play in the fourth. They said, nope, we're out. We are beaten. We're tapping. That was a phenomenal performance. They tapped out to the Chris, the Masterpiece Masters Master Lock. Like, I would tap out too if I was put in that. Um my name on the YouTube channel right now, like my my name underneath my picture, my lower third or whatever, yeah. is hashtag stay greedy. Like, I'm tired of the let's get greedy stuff, stay greedy, and go get game four. Um, technically, I have them losing game four. That's how I had the series going out. I had it going 2-2, going back to Golden State, and the Lakers win the last two. But come on, man. Stay greedy. I don't want to hear another get greedy speech from the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, look, how about how about just win? Just just win. Just like, win. Sure. Let's, let's just get out there and get, get the job done. So there's a ton to break down in terms of what allowed this to be such a huge swing. I mean, to go from losing the previous game by 27 in Golden State to suddenly winning this game by 30. I mean, that is a massive swing. Neutral fans, I'm sorry. If you were just looking for a great basketball game that was exciting down the stretch, you've gotten two blowouts back to back. I don't particularly care, though, because the Lakers got a blow. I would much rather have a stress-free blowout win, but that's myself just being selfish there. I prefer to see a stress-free fourth quarter. The Lakers got to rest LeBron, rest Anthony Davis. The Warriors, they rested Draymond Green, rested Steph Curry, rested Klay Thompson. So now, now the Lakers take the series lead 2-1, and we'll see where things go from here. Before I dive into everything, those of you joining over on the YouTube channel, 
do me a favor, hit the like button. Uh, just go ahead and smash that like button. Hit that. Help us out. And if you're not doing so already, make sure you subscribe to the LakersNation.com YouTube channel. Podcast listeners certainly would appreciate a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Uh, Sean, lots to, lots to get into. One table, many chairs, said with the Super Chat. Had to work a double, so didn't get to play close attention. But go Lakers and go Lakers Nation. Lakers in six. Um, this does seem to line up in sort of a similar way to the Memphis series. Is that the path we're heading down? Is Lakers and that was my prediction heading in. That was your prediction as well. Is that where we're going here? I guess game two will tell or game four will tell us what we need to know about that. Yeah, I, I sure hope so, Trevor. I think game four is going to be a lot like that Memphis series where it's both sides kind of know like this is going to be the one game kind of like that series where I think both teams are going to feel the urgency of that game, outside of like a game seven or an elimination game, right? Where both teams are going to feel it. Both teams are going to want to win that game really, really badly. And it's going to show Jeff had a great point after mm -hmm. game two. And he had a great quote, even I forget what it was, but basically the gist of, of it was you can't fake desperate. Right. And the Lakers faked desperate in game two. Game four, very similar to that Memphis series. I think both teams are going to be desperate to get that win. Golden State so they can avoid going down 3-1 in the Lakers so that they can avoid going back to Golden State 2-2 um, yes. and essentially playing a best of three. Granted, that's how I had the series going. But, um, yeah, I do think we're on, on the road to uh, getting that Lakers in six pick that you and uh, myself both picked. All right, uh, Koa said, as soon as AD stopped dropping, the Warriors struggled to score and kept turning it over. Shocking. Incredible game for AD. Played uh, like he got 10 limps on defense. Yeah, I mean, look, Anthony Davis, uh, the, the drop coverage, I even texted you, Sean, during the game, said the, the drop coverage was just getting lit up. I mean, Clay was hitting, Steph was hitting. At one point, the Lakers were down 10. I believe it was in the second quarter, and that did not look good. And then things started to turn and they started, started to turn before halftime. And once the Lakers got out of that defensive coverage, suddenly things started to get a lot better. And that's one of the things, one of many things for us to get into tonight. But I guess let's start with it since Cohen brought it up. What are your thoughts now defensively on what the Lakers need to do in order to win this series? Or is it just a constantly moving target? Because what the Warriors are going to present on their offensive end may shift as well. I think it just depends on how the game script goes. I think you have consistently two options, and that is the high drop, which through game one and game two did work. Um, in game two in the first half on scoring possessions from Golden State, the Warriors scored at a 0.85 points per possession on scoring possessions where the Lakers are in a high drop. Uh, for those of you that don't know how points per possession works, 0.85 is really freaking good. Mm -hmm. Um and then tonight, obviously, didn't look like it worked all that well. I'll take a look at the film, and I'll try to get a video up, hopefully tomorrow, about that in a film breakdown, obviously, on playback, uh, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. But um, so, yeah, that's that's how I start off every game. I think you have to start off in the high drop and kind of keep the switch, switching everything is like the ace up your, up your sleeve, if you will, because um, I don't think the Lakers have the personnel to consistently switch throughout the like the course of a game but um i think that is something that you have to consider in a night like tonight and a lot of times really quickly to end, end my point if the 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 on ball defender doesn't do a good job chasing around the ball screen it's more than almost always actually going to end up in a switch anyway 
So a lot of the possessions you see where AD gets switched on to Steph and Steph's at the rim, that's because the on-ball defender didn't get over the screen enough time, mm-hmm. so AD has to switch. Like, uh, AD got a block on Steph. I think this is actually the play. AD got the block on Steph, and Wiggins got the offensive rebound, yes. dunked on AD. That play, if I recall correctly, ball screen, didn't get do a good job chasing over top. AD has to switch, does a, does a good job hanging with Steph, blocks a shot, and the rest is history. But uh, definitely something worth noting, and I'll keep an eye on that. That, that was kind of a broken possession, too, where LeBron, the Lakers got the stop, and then LeBron just dropped the rebound out of bounds, just took his eye, was all by himself, just took his eye off of it and, and knocked the ball out of bounds. Uh, and then that eventually led to that particular possession. But um, yeah, it's something to watch. It's something to watch what the Lakers do defensively against this Warriors team, how they counter that. I, I want to get into some of the stats here. So, so take a look at this in terms of the Lakers, uh, what they put up tonight. And this is key. I, I need to highlight this. Look at the three-point percentage for the Lakers. So beautiful. 48%. Now, you know what I'm going to say. That's not sustainable. They're not going to do that every night. In fact, this is the first game since game one against Memphis. So remember, Memphis went six games. This is now the third game of the Golden State Series. This is the first game against Memphis was the last time the Lakers got above 40%. From three, just above 40%. So Jeez. this is not, and they were for of the prior to tonight, of the eight playoff games they had played, six games they were in the 20s in terms of three point percentage. One game they were in the 30s, one game they shot 42%. That was game one against Memphis. So this is the first game since then. Now, on one hand, you can say, well, they're not hitting 48% from three again, probably likely. But on the other hand, I was looking at this saying they're due. They're not really. They were averaging uh, overall for the playoffs about 29, 30% from three. They were 36% um, from the trade deadline on in the regular season. They're not a great three-point shooting team, but they weren't as bad as the way they were shooting in the playoffs. So you kind of knew at some point this kind of a game would come. And so on one hand, I look at this and say, okay, they shot lights out. They shot out of their mind. That probably won't happen again. True. But they were also due for a performance like this, and it helped them get this win. So we'll absolutely take it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, D'Lo, a special performance early. Literally the driving force of the Lakers offense. Um, just look at the box score. Lonnie, I'll get to Lonnie in a sec. Um, Lonnie was great. Dennis hit some shots. Um, LeBron James took 11 shots. Like, he didn't 21 have to points. force anything. Yeah, he didn't force anything. I mean, I don't think he shot the ball in the first, what, 13, 14 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And he just – and this is kind of just the evolution of LeBron James where now I don't think – in knock on wood, because I would love to be wrong. I don't think it's knock on wood then. Um, but I, I would love to be wrong. I don't think you're going to get 35-point masterclasses from LeBron James anymore. I just don't, right? But what I do think you're going to get is 20 to 25 points consistently, mm-hmm. 8 to 10 rebounds consistently, and really freaking good defense. And like I said, I- I'll take out game five of that Memphis series and game two against Golden State. LeBron James has been spectacular defensively. Okay, well, while you're talking about that, let's let's just do this. Superstar of the night. Okay, so everybody, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the stats in front of you. LeBron, 21, 8, and 8. Anthony Davis, 25, 13, 
three assists, three steals, four blocks. Who's getting your superstar of the night, Sean? I, I don't want to answer. You're <laughs> really easy on me because whoever you pick, I'm just taking the other guy. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, Make my I'm job easier. First. And I'll actually look, I, I'm going to say this. I, I think if I was just knowing that we're probably just going to pick opposites and we're each going to give one to, to one guy, I'm, I'm going to go with LeBron and I'm going to explain it this way, right? I think Anthony Davis had an impressive night, of course, seven for 10 shooting 11 of 12 at the free throw line. We need to talk about the free throws a little bit. I'm sure the Warriors fans are going to be screaming and crying about the free throws. We'll talk about that, but I'm going to go with LeBron. Because how many times tonight did we see LeBron make big hustle plays flying down the floor to get back defensively that no 38-year-old has, you should have any expectation that they'd be making that play. Tracking all the way back to deflect the ball away from Andrew Wiggins to stop a sure layup. Running in and blocking Jordan Poole at the last second and starting a, a, starting a fast break going the other way. LeBron, you look at the counting stats and you go, eh. It's an okay game for LeBron, but I thought he set the tone in terms of energy, in terms of hustle, they flying all over the floor. And so I'm giving him the superstar of the night for me. Absolutely fair. I was talking myself into it on the playback stream where I was like, dude, you can give him superstar of the night just for that sequence alone where he saves two points, dives into the fourth row or whatever, and then gets a block on Jordan Poole weak side and starts a fast break the other way. You could give him a superstar tonight just for that. Um, not even talking about the stats, but you went LeBron. I'm going to go AD. 25 points, 13 boards, three steals, well, seven stocks, three steals, four blocks, three assists. I mean, dude, AD, another phenomenal game. Um, it's defensively, just game wrecker like he is he is the Aaron Donald of the NBA from a defensive standpoint where he just completely wrecks your game plan and you are fearful of him on every single defensive trip um, you know look in a game like this I've been saying I want Anthony Davis to be north of 18 19 field goal attempts sure in a game like this though where he's got 12 free the only 10 field goal attempts but 12 free throws that that's kind of a similar idea. Just that usage rate is super high, right? There were a number of times where he, because he didn't get, I don't think he got any and ones. I certainly would remember getting to yell and one thing Davis. Um, but so a few of his shot attempts got wiped out because he got free throws out of that, that possession. But nonetheless, I mean, 25 and 13, the, the, the question though is, are you going to get this every night? Cause we certainly didn't in game two. And we saw the, the roller coaster effect against Memphis like, if you could get this kind of performance out of Anthony Davis on a night-in, night-out basis, the Lakers' role, is it is it too simplistic to just say, as Anthony Davis goes, the Lakers go? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, because it, that seems like how this team... Defensively, I think you know. Like, I don't yes. think... Game two, I didn't think AD was... I thought that was a relatively pedestrian defensive game from Anthony Davis, right? But outside of game two against Golden State, the remainder of the playoffs, he's been... The best defensive player by far has been close. Um, so you know what you're getting on that end. But I think what unfortunately separates like a superstar and a really good defensive player is you got to be able to do it offensively. And that's what makes a superstar in the NBA, sadly. Um, an AD consistently from an offensive production standpoint hasn't done it uh, multiple games in a row throughout these uh, 
these uh, postseason, mm-hmm. uh, throughout this postseason. Um, so we need another great AD game in game four. Shout out D'Angelo Russell. I'm assuming he's just going to get starring a role at least for one of us. And here is uh, Super Chat from Andrew Lee. If you don't mind, I'm just going to go ahead and read it since I'm already talking. Uh, D'Lo, much better performance from the coaching staff. And AD, AD is a damn monster defensively. Lonnie was surprisingly good. Also like to see more action with Vando being left in the corner. <laughs> um, yeah, D'Lo was great. D'Lo was great. Yeah, I mean, he scored all of his points in the first half. Literally. Didn't really do anything in the second. But he was great. I mean, he was – that was when the game was close. I mean, again, the Lakers were down in the second quarter, and then they surged ahead. And D'Lo was part of the reason why they were able to, to stick in it and then come back was, be, was his scoring. And he was tremendous. Again, five for eight from three, five assists, one steal. I mean, I think – I would have to imagine I'm I would go even though he didn't do much in the second half. I, I'm star in your role. I, I would make D'Lo my star in my star in, in your role. I think that he's getting the award for me. Where, uh, where are you? With it? I'm going to use my comment in the night to answer my question. Okay. <laughs> Max, I quit. <laughs> Shout out to Max, though. Max, um, he did have a great dunk there at the end. He did have a great dunk. I mean, come on, give, let's give Max some love. I mean, where is the stats? Uh, six points in six minutes, three for three, two boards, two assists. Like, that is top-tier efficiency right there. Um, all seriousness, Lonnie Walker, um, I'm going to reap his praise this year. 12 points, yep, Jeremiah, Lonnie Walker to the rescue, give him minutes. I think he needs to be in the rotation the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 points, plus 10, four of six shooting, two for four. Trevor, the way you described down playback was he didn't force anything. He played well within the flow of the game. Um, also, four rebounds. His defense was surprisingly good. Like, his, two his steals. just all, yeah, two steals, his off ball chasing on some of the uh, off ball screening actions and things of that nature. Um, give Lonnie a ton of credit for being able, like, mentally to stay locked in enough, not playing at all post what game was that that he was like really really good was that dallas i forget it was a yeah, late I mean, there was a memphis game too that he was really good it's been a while it's been yeah, a while it's, it's a been a while essentially um and then go from having a couple of good games and not really playing at all might have been okc but neither here nor there and then you know not in not in the rotation at all and to make the most of an opportunity in one of the most if not the most pivotal games in a round two matchup against the defending champions and you're plus 10 great defensive effort. Um, great get great game from Lonnie. And yes, I was wrong. There you go. I know we're all waiting for it. Well, and, and look, the, the Lakers went to Lonnie in order to help match up with the smaller lineup from the Warriors. The LeBron talked about it after game two, that the problem was the Lakers just couldn't keep pace with the Warriors scoring. And so if that's the issue, it's that you just the, the Warriors are hitting all these threes and they're just going berserk, and the Lakers' offense just hit moments where they, they just didn't they weren't threatening. They didn't have enough teeth, and so the the solution apparently for the Lakers was, hey, let's take some of these minutes and put in a guy who can be instant offense, and let's just let's go for it. And they turned to Lonnie, and again, he didn't. The box score shows he played 24 minutes. A number of those minutes came in garbage time. I don't think that's really the plan to play Lonnie 24 minutes a night, but. He came in, and for a guy who is on an expiring contract, for a guy who has everything riding on what kind of numbers can you put up in this kind of game, he didn't play like a guy who was desperate to put up his own stats. He instead played like a guy who was going to just stick within the system 
and do what was asked of him. Make plays when the situation calls for it. Move the ball when it doesn't. And I thought he did did very, very well uh, in that regard. Re, Stephen A is so dumb. He said, if Steph wins this series, he's over LeBron all time. Dude, he just wants clicks. I mean, that's that's kind of the job though, right? Right, like isn't that, that that's what like the hot take, that's what Stephen A, and don't get me wrong, like Stephen A, he makes a very nice living doing what he's doing. So I'm not trying to disparage him at all, but that's, that's the job, right? Stephen A and Skip and all these, say stuff that's controversial that people will either get upset about or retweet or whatever. That's the job. It's not, hey, let's make great arguments that, that really drive a, a conversation. No, it's about get a reaction out of people. That's, that's the job. He does Look. a good job of that. Look, if you guys need any recommendations, just hit me up on Twitter at Chandler I will more than happily help you guys out, give you some recommendations um, if you are trying to get away from that stuff. Because uh, what, what do you think about this? UGTV has this master lock the crypto crowd. I didn't have my stream volume on super loud, but I, there were multiple people in our chat over on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation, which is where you can watch all the games directly with us, who were a little disappointed with the noise level from the crypto crowd. Is that, did you notice that as well? I also had my, uh, I don't listen to the playback audio, only have okay. our audio on. Um, but I mean, that is definitely something that I saw going around on Twitter and about how the crowd could have been potentially a little bit underwhelming. Um, if that's the case, let's pack that thing up for game four. Let's yes. Screw it. Who cares? Lakers won tonight. Let's get it packed up for game four. Then your home court advantage needs to be a legit home court advantage. And we know this Lakers team feeds off the energy of the crowd. Obviously they won just fine. So I can't complain too much, but yeah, you want to hear the home crowd really bring it. We're going to pause for just a moment to talk about game time. Ticket buying can be a very stressful experience. Personally, I am always trying to make sure that I'm getting the best deal, and that's not always easy to know. You have to go fully through the checkout process. Sometimes one app will say one thing, another app won't give you the final price until the end. It is a nightmare, but buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets and a best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you are going to have. Forget about planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So you suddenly find yourself with a little bit of time. You have some friends that want to go do something, grab tickets on game time. Game time, the guarantee means that you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their best price game time guarantee. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You even get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LakersNation for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LakersNation for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price,
Uh, I, I need to get into one more stat thing in just a moment, but uh, Beef says, uh, keep Curry the shooter and not Curry the facilitator. Yes. And, and again, oh, man, this is why I was so frustrated. I think I texted Trevor. I was like, I've never been more upset after a game than after that one. So I was basically Trevor from after the Boston loss at Boston and after the Dallas loss, uh, the Maxi Kleba game, after game two, because they we spent four hours over two nights, Trev, um, mm-hmm. playback for our film breakdowns saying don't double Steph and don't like shoot the gaps or anything like that on the off ball screens. And the Lakers essentially came out of the second half and said, okay, let's do both of those things. So let's turn what you could have had a shot at making a game into a, an all out bro- uh, blowout. And thankfully the Lakers, like they had to learn the hard way that you don't double or you don't hedge Steph Curry ever. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked for a decade since Steve Kerr's been there. <laughs> so Darvin already cautioning his team. I'm just reading this post game quote coming out on the Lakers Nation uh, Twitter account. Darvin Ham, this is going to be a battle until the end. You can't rest on your laurels. They're the defending champions for a reason. We're thankful yep. we got this one, but come Monday, we're going to have a dogfight on their hands, on our hands. Yes, 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 yes. Push that button, Darvin. Continue to drive this home to the guys that this was a great win, but you got to be ready to come back and fight on Because now this just means the Warriors are going to come back even more locked in on Monday because they're not going to want to go down 3-1. It's going to be an absolute battle. And speaking of the stats, if we take a peek up here at the Warriors stats, oh boy, the, War- the Warriors shot 30% from deep, and I'm rounding up to get there. And 40% from the field. Talk about the Lakers not being sustainable that they're going to shoot um, 48% from three. I also don't think it's sustainable that the Warriors will shoot 29.5% from three. Clay Thompson, three for nine. Steph was four for, I mean, Steph's 40%, four for 10. That's not bad. But you look at the rest of the roster, Jordan Poole, 0 for four. That might be a little bit sustainable. That might be sustainable. That might be, <laughs> that, that may be sustainable. But but Jamichael Green, 0 for 3, right? Who's I mean, look, he's not a great, but he's better. He's like a 38% three-point shooter. So that's, you know, you, you expect them to make a few. Bottom line, this team is a better three-point shooting team than that. So I think Darvin's right to continue to, to press like, hey, we have to be prepared next game. We, not every game is going to be like this. Because, look, if the Lakers shoot a little bit worse for three, the Warriors shoot a little bit better, this game gets much, much closer. And so that's going to be a critical factor to watch uh, in game four. Really quick before we keep going, what do you think about this? Is the most important win for both teams game four? Obviously for Golden State, right? Sure. It definitely is for Golden State. It may be. It may be. Because if you lose, like, all of your momentum from winning this game three goes out the window if you lose game four because then you lose home court, right? The Lakers took home court from Golden State by winning game one. They lost game two. Then they win game three. But if you lose game four at home, then Golden State, all they have to do is win two games at home and the series is over, right? So you want to maintain home court. So if you win game four, then you maintain that home court advantage. And I think that's something that's, that's important. So I think it is at, at this point. Now, had the Lakers, you know, had the Lakers lost this game, maybe it's a little bit, we would be looking at this differently because Golden State could lose game four, still have home court, 
right? Sure. But the Lakers winning this game, I think, makes it so that game four is indeed the most important game to win for both teams. Uh, all right, let's talk about it because I know, I know it's already happening. Warriors fans are losing their minds. 17 free throw attempts for the Warriors, 37 for the Lakers. Shades of game one where the Lakers dominated free throw attempts. Again, 37. Whoops, I got rid of Sean there. 37. Pain. To 17 in free throws. Now, Warriors fans are going to scream that from the mountaintops. It's rigged. The refs were on the Lakers side. All this. How do you respond to that? The Lakers were the second best team at drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line during the regular season. They were mm-hmm. 0.1 off of being number one. The Warriors were dead last. The Lakers are also, I believe, top three, if not number one, at defending without fouling during the regular season. The Warriors, uh, I actually don't remember where they were, but I don't think it was very good. So the Warriors basically fouled a ton and didn't get to the free throw line. The Lakers got to the free throw line and didn't foul. And Sean, here's the 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 totals in terms of per- personal fouls. The Warriors were called for 22 fouls in this game. The Lakers were called for 21. The difference was the the Lakers were fouled while they were shooting in most cases. That that was that's the main difference here in the free throw attempts. Now some of those free throw attempts came in garbage time for the Warriors. They got a lot of them late when the Lakers committed like 3 fouls in 15 seconds and they got into the bonus and so the the free throw discrepancy is probably a little bit bigger than just what the numbers look like. But nonetheless, it's not like the Lakers got called for a bunch less fouls than the Warriors. The Warriors just fouled when the Lakers were shooting cuz guess what? When it's Anthony Davis going to the rim, you either foul him or he's scoring. And so they fouled him a bunch. Like that's that's part of it here, but Nonetheless, the Warriors will point to this. Personally, look, I have a hard time with this because I'm not I'm not unbiased, right? I'm not an unbiased, neutral opinion here. I can't be, right? And, and I would never present myself as such. I looked at game one. I thought that game was properly officiated, right? Warriors fans would say, no way in hell. That was awful. I look at game two and said, that game was a mess. It was an incredibly poorly officiated game. Warriors fans would say the opposite. Right. I look at this game though, and I'm I'm like I'm trying to go back and look at plays and think of did the Lakers get were there some calls that I thought the Lakers should have gotten? I, I thought they legit got fouled on all these plays that I've seen fans complaining about Draymond getting called for blocks when that should have been a charge that I did not agree. I thought those were all legit calls against Draymond, and I, I thought the Warriors just fouled more. I don't know. I mean I would imagine that if you're the Lakers, you need to have a free throw discrepancy in this series because you're going to give up more three-point attempts. But that's also something that you tend to concede if you're a three-point shooting team is the other teams, if they're focusing on getting to the paint, they're probably going to get fouled more because three-point shots don't tend to lead to fouls. So this is going to be a big topic of discussion through Monday. The Warriors are going to make a stink about it. But watching this game... I don't think the Warriors have anything to complain about. Admittedly, that could be my own bias showing through. But that's the way I saw this. And I think this is going to be a big, big thing for the next two days. 
So I, I just fact-checked. The Warriors-Lakers were, like I said, second in terms of free throw rate during the regular season. 0.1 off. They were 0.299. Number one was 0.300. So 0.1 off of the number one mark. They were first by a mile in terms of opponent free throw rate. Mm -hmm. uh, not as wide as I thought, but like the gap between them and third, the Lakers are 0.222. Third so the Lakers point... defend without fouling is what you're saying. Right. And the third yeah. place team, which is the Celtics, is 0.234. So the gap between the Lakers and the third team is pretty significant. The Warriors are dead last in terms of free throw rate and getting to the free throw line. The Warriors were the eighth worst team at opponent free throw rate. So meaning, again, the Warriors, they foul a lot, they foul a lot and they don't get to the, like, you're facing the number one team, essentially, at getting to the free throw line and the number one team at defending without fouling. What do you expect, to be completely honest? If there was not, so in other words, if there was not, if, given that, what you're saying right now, last game, it was like 17 to 16 in free throw attempts. That should be more of a red flag than the Lakers having a big advantage in free throw attempts, given those facts heading into the series. You would expect the Lakers to have a big advantage there, right? Yeah. J just by, like, if you watch the Lakers, you watch the Warriors play basketball, you would say, hmm, one team is more likely than not going to get more foul calls because of the pressure you put on the rim. Like, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's not. It's not. It's and yet, not. just... Just be prepared, Lakers fans. Be prepared. You're oh, going to be here. You're going to be hearing it. Uh, Young Ninja, 2020 Lakers defense or 2023 Lakers defense? Which one is better at their peak? Man. At their peak? I think it's close. But... It's close. But 2020 won a championship. Like, that's going to matter. And 2020 was always more consistent. Like, you wouldn't mm – -hmm. very rarely would you have a game two – like we just had a couple of nights ago in terms of like, and that happens. It feels like once every week, like that 2020 team once every like month, you'll have a really bad defensive game or something along those lines. Right. I did feel like that team was as inconsistent defensively. This team's really good defensively, but um, 2020 for sure. For me personally, I'm in agreement with that. I'm going to say 2020 for now. I think 2020 just had, so many different ways they could defend by being able to mix in Dwight, True. JaVale, Markeith Morris, Alex they Caruso. They, they had lots of different ways they could go. Yeah. Uh, Maddie James, that's how you respond. Lonnie definitely deserves some minutes. He played great defensively for us. Loved how our guys on the bench stayed ready and immediately contributed. Not easy to do, right? Not easy to do, to be sitting game after game after game after game to suddenly, hey, game three against this incredibly high-octane offense get in there and don't make mistakes. And Lonnie did a great job. Great job. Phenomenal job. Jeremiah said, great game. I love the adjustments from the players. Shout out to Darvin Ham. Oh, Darvin getting some credit. Well-coached game. Love seeing Lonnie out there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's easy when the adjustments that you make work to get credit, right? And part of this was the Warriors just missing some, sh- some shots. That's certainly part of, of what has happened here. Uh, but part of it, too, was the Lakers game plan, forcing the Warriors into more and more difficult looks. So you got to give the Lakers and their coaching staff credit for, for executing. Uh, Lethal Saint, Warriors have no answer when the Lakers are aggressive. AD needs to break this every other game streak he's on. Yes, indeed. Yes, please break that streak. Great response by LA. Sean, there were, there was, a, if you join me on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation, you know, there were, there was a stretch there in the second quarter where I was not pleased. The Lakers were falling into the trap of shooting jump shots, um, which is the Warriors game. They were playing the Warriors game. And then they made some changes and suddenly they're getting everything to the basket. They started getting stops defensively. That made a big difference. And that aggressiveness just picked up. And it was like they pushed down on the gas pedal. That was great to see. And hopefully that's something that's here to stay. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be big for the, for the rest of the series. If you can find more and more ways to, to get to the rim. Um, like I said, post-game two, Golden State did a phenomenal job getting, uh, kind of closing off the paint and, you know, doing some really creative things with their mm-hmm. ball screen coverage and things of that nature. Tonight, Lakers, going back to that last Super Chat, looks like they kind of figured out the the ice ball screen coverage that the Warriors really used heavily in game two that took the Lakers out of the flow of their offense. Um, so, yeah, great, great job and uh, way to bounce back, but got to stay greedy. JJ said, great win tonight. Great performance from D'Lo, AD, and LeBron. I also like how Lonnie played well in this game. Let's continue this into game four. That's the key now, right? The Warriors hit the Lakers with a blowout win game two. The Lakers hit the Warriors with a blowout win game three. Which team can now win game four? It's going to be critical. And I think it's going to be an absolute battle. It's going to be an absolute battle. I would imagine game four is where we're going to get a close game. We're going to get a real close game down the stretch. That's what I'm predicting. Uh, Hoops and huddles, Lonnie apology tour. It was great to see. Hopefully he keeps it up. Uh, Antoine, excellent team win contributions from everybody on offense and another defensive masterclass. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, they did great thing. They clearly frustrated the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors were, they were falling for pump fakes from Austin Reeves. They were fouling LeBron, fouling AD because they just couldn't stay in front of them. And the Lakers were getting stops and that was getting them in tra- into transition and giving them opportunities where the Warriors had to foul them. And remember the Lakers, they're going to thrive specifically with going to the free throw line because that does two things. It gives you easy scoring opportunities for a team that's not great scoring in the, in the half court. And it allows the Lakers to set their defense on the other end, which one of the w- areas where they're weak is with their transition defense. So anytime the Lakers can get to the free throw line and that gives them the opportunity to set their defense, it's massive. It is so important to the success of this team, which unfortunately also relies on the quality of the officials. But if you get a game like this, great. Can we just like, 
I don't know how much of this is true or not, but Eric Lewis, the referee whose whole family is a Celtics fan, <laughs> like, can we just, just let's just not do that. Let's just Bro. not have that guy repping Lakers games, please. If we get a Lakers-Celtics series for the finals. Oh, no. And that oh, dude no. is on the court. No way. Oh, no. Like, right, like, right? No way. Right? Just for the simple fact. It looks so shady. It's so shady. No way. No. Again. <laughs> no mm. more Eric Lewis. No more. Oh, man. Yikes. Ace of hearts. Did y'all hear the horrible argument Jeff and Gunny made at the end of the game? He thinks a quarter's worth of rest doesn't matter to LeBron for a 38-year-old. Just let LeBron play 48 minutes. I see why he's not a coach anymore. I didn't hear that. Was he he really saying that, like, just play him in garbage time? Was that the argument? That can't be right. I'm so glad I don't listen to the uh, broadcast audio. No way. Something something must have been misconstrued there. Because there's, look. Uh, if it's a quarter, he, it. he did. Oh my goodness! A couple of it people looked, are at least twelve. It's but here it's not just twelve minutes or whatever of rest. It's not just that. It's and that's important. But it's also twelve minutes where you're not risking injury. Right, every minute these guys are out there, you're risking injury to some degree. Right, so you don't have them out there on the floor. You're not risking injury, even if it's just something where he gets you know uh, a thigh contusion. Well, maybe that thigh contusion bugs him a little bit next game. And that kind of stuff can can add up and matter, right? So it's both of those things. It's the rest factor, which I think is there's something to that for sure. And then it's the injury factor. In addition to just what his recovery process is going to be longer than a player who is 28 instead of 38. So when you're trying to get ready for a game in two days, playing 30 minutes on the night is a lot better than playing 40. That's not. I don't think that's crazy. Hot take. Hot take, right? Hot take. Senpai. Warriors from three in the playoffs at home, 39%. On the road, 31%, which is about what they shot tonight. All right. Capitalize on them being bad away from home. Shout out Ham for the Vando Andre swap, but please no more drop. What did you think? Like Vanderbilt has been defending Steph. The Lakers... Move that like he took Steph a few possessions, but he spent a lot of time on Draymond Green instead. What's the what's the method to the madness there? You have a little bit more versatility. So like if you go a uh, Steph, if you go a uh, Steph Draymond pick and roll, and it's Austin on Steph or whoever on Steph, you can just switch it. And now mm-hmm. you ultimately you still probably wind up with Vando on Steph. Yep. Um, now that does require LeBron to probably guard a little bit more, especially. Uh, well, he was yeah. defending Wiggins quite a bit. Yeah, so you're asking LeBron to defend like an, an Andrew Wiggins a little bit more. Wiggins, uh, what do you what do you have? Uh, Seventeen? Was that right? I know he hit two threes. Oh, geez. Six, Sixteen points, nine boards, four assists for Andrew Wiggins on six of eleven shooting, two of four from three. He was one of their best offensive producers in this game. Yeah. Um. So you are asking LeBron to guard more of an offensive threat. But from a schematic standpoint, I do kind of get it. And that was something we kind of talked about post-game one was if you have a lineup with like a Dennis, Vando, and Austin, and you throw Vando on Draymond, and it's like Austin on and Dennis on Steph, the other one on Clay or whatever, now you can kind of just switch everything involved mm-hmm. of like those three players in the action. Um, so... That is 
something there that I thought we could see. Please no more drop. I, I think I think when we hear drop, we hear the AD is sagging off completely in the paint drop, yes. which is a low drop, which is you're giving up kind of what we did the, with Jolly. I could give you a, three and the yeah. three, the pull up midi, stuff like that. The Lakers are doing a lot more of a high drop where you're probably just a touch below the level of the screen, but enough to where AD, especially for a guy like Anthony Davis, can get a contest on the shot. And that is essentially the one of only two ways you can play Steph Curry. The other mm-hmm. way is switch, but you don't have you have to really create some nasty lineups to get a switch heavy lineup. But what I mean nasty is you're gonna have no offensive spacing. So um with this Lakers team, the high drop is honestly your best bet. Yeah, it would be like AD, LeBron, Austin, Vando, Dennis, like, like Dennis or something, something like that. Yeah, Troy maybe. Said man, thirty-eight-year-old LeBron in transition is still one of the scariest things ever. Yes, indeed. Two games in a row without a timeout uh, or without a turnover, almost a triple-double. A legit two-way player right now. He's no really turnover. you know for as much as. Um, uh, yeah, no turnovers for LeBron in this one. For wow. as much as people look at the offensive production and they go, oh, LeBron doesn't have it anymore. I, I think his offensive production has indeed dipped. Uh, if we look at, you know, we're used to, oh, LeBron went for 45 and beat them all by himself. You know what I mean? Like we're used to that kind of production out of LeBron. And that's not what he's doing in the postseason. But I think you're missing the stuff he's done on the boards and with his shot blocking and def- the stuff he's done on the defensive end gets yeah. missed when you just look at that because i actually think he's really picked up his game defensively in the postseason he's just not having these astronomical scoring outbursts and so people are piling on saying oh he's dropped off is there some drop off yes but i think it's also causing us to miss a, a big part of the of how he's been so beneficial to the team and that's that's with his defense and again it sucks that the way that the media has the uh go post if you will on what's a superstar you have to score 30 points per game in the playoffs or you're not a postseason performer. Um, and like I said, LeBron's been good. LeBron's been really good, um, especially defensively, man. He's not guarding on the pre- – he's not like shutting you down one-on-one like prime Miami Heat LeBron is, but he's been the best weak side – outside of Anthony Davis, of course, and maybe mm-hmm. a, a couple other players. He's been the best weak side, like help man, low man at help player in the NBA um in these playoffs so and he's injured um so hats off to lebron he, he is really being a two-way player and he's tying it up a ton defensively all right we're gonna pause for just one moment need to give a shout out to our sponsor and that is shady rays i love shady rays this is this is no joke here this is not for an ad read or anything like that shady rays have been my daily driver sunglasses for years even before they became a sponsor i literally have five pairs of Shady Rays because I've bought so many different styles. Um, They're absolutely phenomenal. So our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures and that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even one on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked 
Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. I can confirm this. I had my sunglasses sitting on the seat in my car. I sat on them. I broke them. I contacted them, got a replacement pair sent to me. This was a year and a half ago that, that this happened. And I and they sent me the replacement sunglasses. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff from them. I, mean, I don't see that from sunglasses companies. Uh, with Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. They have your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code LakersNation for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Uh, Arun said, was traveling to Canada and missed three and a half quarters. So you missed like the whole game? Basically. <laughs> like that. there's only half a quarter left there. Uh, joined at 72 to 98. How are the ups and downs of emotions in three and a half quarters? Missed playback with Trevin Sean. Um, the first two quarters were contested, but then by the third quarter, the Lakers really just started pulling away with it. And so it was, it, there was a bit of a roller coaster effect in quarter one and two. But the Lakers closed the second quarter really strong, and they were led by 11 at halftime. And then the third quarter, they kept their foot on the gas. And then obviously by the fourth quarter, it was it was done. So, yeah, you had a, some ups and downs in the early going, but pretty smooth sailing in the second half, which I will take it. I prefer that. Yeah, you can make up for your missed time on playback, Aaron, by joining me tomorrow night on playback for the live film breakdown of Ooh. Game 3. What time are you doing that? Uh, is there a game tomorrow? Uh, let's just go 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Let's go with that. All right. I like it. I like it. The LeBron James of feet. I hope AD doesn't turn into Dr. Jekyll in game four, but Mr. Hyde instead. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. I uh, hope this win gave you a boost, Trev. Sorry for your loss. Oh, well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, this was certainly much, much needed. Much needed. That's for sure. Um, Matty James. Now question is, can AD be consistently dominant two games in a row? That is indeed the question. That is indeed going to be the question around AD. Uh, Sabi, Lakers return the favor. This is what happened uh, when they are locked in on defense. Uh, that Warriors fan wants his $5. He paid for the Super Chat after game two. What? Which one was that, Sean? <laughs> there was a Warriors fan that can't, I forget, but basically the gist was Warriors in five, and they had some other snarky comment. And me and Jeff kind of chuckled like, thanks, I guess, but whatever. That was fun. Um, okay, I don't know if I used it already. I might have. Can I use comment of the night here? For sure. Yeah, why not? All right. First off, love the profile pic. Come through West Hollywood. I'll buy you a shot shot. I will hop on. I will drive <laughs> to L. If you're buying me a shot, I will drive there. Just Next tell me when. Next time we do a Lakers Nation a watch party, we'll have to we'll have to bring you out for that. We'll have to bring you out, uh, Corey. Love all the adjustments. Here's a few I saw: Lonnie for Troy Brown, Vando on Draymond for switching. No more drop coverage. Shout out to garbage time. I love garbage time when it's in the Lakers' favor. Um, yeah, those were. I think those were. I think Corey hit upon the key adjustments that we saw from the Lakers. I mean, beyond that, beyond just some of that type of stuff, it's. Are you making a real a concerted effort to get into the paint? Are you making an effort 
to get out in transition when you get stops. It's things of that nature, just having the mentality of getting to the rim and, and dominating there. That's the the critical piece to this. Um, and I thought the Lakers did all of the all of that. So those that's those are the key adjustments that we saw in this in this game. Yeah. And then again, shout out to the coaching staff for figuring out uh, how to counter some of the Warriors ball screen coverages that really gave them troubles in game two. And um, yeah, it that offense was really rough to watch in game two and they kind of figured it out. I can't wait to dive into the film from that one. So the one thing that I had a little bit of concern about was just big picture. If the Warriors are going to go small, the Lakers are the bigger team, the stronger team, the more physical team. They should dominate on the boards. Yet the Warriors had 14 offensive rebounds in this game. The Lakers just six. Now, the Lakers also shot 52%. But so in general, the Warriors missed more shots, which means there's more offensive rebounds available when you're missing more shots. Um, but nonetheless, that's still a lot of offensive rebounds to give up. Now, part of this is the Lakers are so determined to get back in transition that they're not attacking the glass quite as much as maybe we would expect. So you're not evening that out. But that's one area I think the Lakers will look at and say, we need to clean this up. We can't have 14 offensive rebounds. Now, fortunately, the Warriors turned the ball over 19 times. Part of that was thanks to the Lakers defense, just 12 for the Lakers. But 14 offensive rebounds, that's an area of improvement for next game in my mind. Yeah, um, I want to say the, the Warriors have better offensive rebounders, to be completely honest with you. Looney is the best offensive rebounder in this series, 80s, closely behind. Um, Wiggins is probably up there in terms of offensive rebounders. Um, like Vando isn't, he's an okay offensive rebound. He's fine. LeBron's, like, I guess, fine. Um, it's AD really. I mean, zero offensive yeah. rebounds in this game for AD. One offensive rebound for AD last game. It's that's where you'd like to see a little bit. But again, he's focusing on getting back into to stop the transition play. Yeah, and then also, um, yeah, a ton of long rebounds because they're shooting a ton of jumpers. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Personally, I'm not too too concerned about the offensive rebounding battle um, as long as you. It is frustrating in some cases. Like there are definitely a few possessions where, like, okay, good grief, just grab the damn ball. Yeah. But um, overall, I'm not too too concerned about it going forward. All right, Vinny, we'll do one more, and then we'll get to the master lock. Um, a great win today, but I know Game Four is going to be intense. Maybe early. Is there something the Lakers could be better at? Well, we just talked about offensive rebounding, uh, controlling the glass. There have to keep it going and be prepared for the Warriors coming out of Game Four for us. Oh yeah, the Warriors are going to be after it right and again i'm not expecting them to shoot this poorly from three next game um so i i really expect just a major battle for game four just like we predicted with the with the memphis series how game four was going to be this just insane game i think that's what we're going to get here in game four lakers warriors got the 10 o'clock or the seven o'clock slot slate two so national tv prime mm -hmm. time all eyes on that game um it's going to be fun it's going to be stressful because, um, yeah, that that's going to be – unless like you get a game six, game seven, that's going to be the, the best game from a competitive standpoint. Game one would be close, but mm -hmm. game four is going to be going to be right there. It's going to be tough. All right. Let's do it. Master lock of the night. 
the master lock of the night. We take whatever is the most annoying thing from the night, and we put it into Chris the Masterpiece Masters finishing hold, the master lock. Sean, what's yours? Tristan Thompson. I quit. Um, the the master lock is going to be Draymond Green's knee for go, uh, mm. hitting AD's side, and AD had some discomfort there. Um, don't you dare hurt Anthony Davis, Draymond. Okay? Eyes on me. Okay? I'm pulling a Trevor uh, junior high school teacher here. Okay? <laughs> Eyes on me. Don't you dare hurt Anthony Davis. All right? I like you a lot still. Okay? But be nice. All right. Draymond. I like it. Draymond getting the master lock from Sean. Um, Mine, I, I'm going to go because this is going to be driving me crazy seeing it over the next two days. All the people that equate an even number of free throw attempts with a properly officiated game as though somehow free throws are supposed to be handed out like snacks at recess where every kid gets the exact same amount. No, that's not the way it works. That's not how it works. And yet we're going to have people running around social media screaming about this, about the discrepancy in free throw attempts. An even number of free throws does not mean a properly officiated game. Properly officiated game comes when teams who foul get called for those fouls, which is, I believe, what we saw here in game three. I think we saw it in game one. I don't particularly think we saw it in game two. And yet, because the free throws were close, some fans will say, oh, that was a correctly officiated game. No, that's not the way the sport works. So that's my master lock. It's people who think an even number of foul calls means the game was officiated correctly because that it's just wrong. And I know we're going to have to deal with that a bunch over the next two days. It can be. It can be right in some cases, but more sure. times than not, especially when, again, one team like in terms of like the free throw and like fouling spectrum is so like polar opposite, like we said one team is really, really good at drawing fouls and really, really good at defending without fouling. The other team is the complete opposite. Very, very rarely should it ever, ever, ever be a game where those two teams are neck and neck in free throw attempts. Just mm -hmm. based off of that, we have an 82-game sample size. Plus the play. I haven't even looked at the playoff data. It might be a little bit better for Golden State. But like we have a full season worth of data there saying Golden State sucks at defending without fouling. And they don't get to the free throw line. Like, come on now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, a, a free throw discrepancy does, is not evidence of injustice. It's not. It can mean something, but you have to watch the game and not just look at the box score. Face uh, reality. D'Lo was huge in the first half, which his second half gets better. Yeah, but I mean, the second half also got out of hand where you didn't need him to do a whole lot. So, I mean... I thought D'Lo was obviously great in this game. We'll take it. Jen conducts. Uh, don't judge AD and LeBron by points scored. The amount of points was good, but the energy, the defense, and and the forceful playing towards the basket is what mattered most, in my opinion. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Setting the tone, right? Setting the tone. Oh, Cindy with a comment here. Maybe this makes some sense, though. In the arena, stop selling your tickets to Warriors fans. Could that be part of the reason why crypto was a little bit underwhelming in terms of the, the volume? I mean, I guess. I mean, that was actually kind of a thing with Charger fans 
um ironically is that like for a raiders game or whatever right since there's a lot of but like notoriously you always mm-hmm. get told hey there's a lot of raider fans in la this is the chargers raider game like the word on social media don't sell your chargers tickets to raider fans right some amongst each other um so who knows that could be it um but i mean again i didn't have the audio in so i don't know myself how, how yeah. it sounded right andrew said who still wants Kyrie? I think we're fine with D'Lo. I've been fine with D'Lo for a while, personally. Yeah, and uh, I've been saying it a bunch this summer. It's not D'Lo versus Kyrie. It's depth versus Kyrie. That's the question for the Lakers. Uh, Matty James, credit to the entire team, including Ham. That's wow. how you respond. Now do it again and protect home court. Yeah, you have to protect home court here if you're the Lakers. Have to protect home court. Uh, Kai said, we need to be better at the line besides AD. We can win a championship if we give the effort. The potential that's, is there, and they shot they shot seventy six percent from the free throw line. That's not bad. I mean, you were talking about one or two free throws that you could arguably say, well, you should have made one or two more. Seventy six percent. That's not like egregiously poor or anything like that. That's another thing, though. The end of this super chat, and again, I appreciate you, Kai, for uh, for sending this in, and all of you guys for sending them in. We do appreciate it. But the we can actually. We can actually win a championship if we give the effort. That's why, again, I won't take this team over that 2020 team, even if I'd say if we win a championship this year, because that team, it felt like for the most part all year long, like that team, like there were, there were very few dry spells where you're like, hold on now, this team, is, well, what are we seeing? Like, bro, we had the entire last two weeks of this regular season. Mm-hmm. We have game two, game five, game two of two playoff series to say, the hell, that's not the team that, that I'm watching. It didn't feel, and maybe you can say, like, the game ones against Houston and Portland. Sure. But even then, they weren't that bad to where, like, okay, this team can't win a championship. So, there was There was a stretch when they went into the bubble – and the sure. first game, they beat the Clippers, and that locked in the one seed. And nothing they did from then on before the playoffs mattered at all. The one seed was locked. There were some games there where people started to get a little nervous because sure. they just they didn't look good. But they had nothing. They literally had nothing to play for. So, yeah. But other than that, you're right. That team, you we never worried about that team, really, in terms of effort or consistency because they were consistent but again this team this team's been at it this team has existed for two and a half months two three months? months almost three months this team has been in existence almost three months this is a new team before the trade deadline this team did not exist this is like a, a completely different Lakers season than the russell westbrook team that we saw the russ and jta and damian jones and, and all those guys right mm. uh pat right like This is a completely different. This team has been in existence for less than three months. So we also don't have a big sample size to know what they are consistently or not, because they haven't had a chance to prove any kind of consistency. Um, PJ butter. said, let's go. Do you guys like Lonnie getting minutes? If he keeps playing like this. Oh yeah, Yeah. sure. It was a good wrinkle. I thought. I doubt Golden state was prepared for it. No. Wizzy, 5-0 and at home this postseason, counting the play-in. Let's make it 6-0 and on Monday. Ooh, I like that. I like that home record. We'll take that. 5-0, and potentially 6-0, and and then what? 
two and three on the road, two and two, two and three, something like that. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it's fiddle said time to Draymond Green Goomba stomp their necks, figuratively, of course, and take the three one lead. Lakers and six. So he's saying killer instinct, right? Like, don't let your foot off the gas. Step on their throats, whatever you want to, whatever term you want to use. Don't get, don't let up for game four. Keep yeah. going after them. That's what he's saying. Absolutely. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh, Andrew, Max Christie's breaking out next season. Andrew, you and me are going to be in the front row of the Max Christie uh, private, you know, fan club plane. And, Yep, you know what, Maddie James, you just got yourself a ticket to the plane too. Trevor's not invited. I don't know yet about Trev, but Maddie, we'll heck yeah. <laughs> we'll Face see. reality. AD needs to break the weird cycle big game four also. Yeah, the 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 up and down effect for AD game to game. Game four would be a great spot to break that and have a big, big game in game four. Now the Warriors are going to do everything they can to scheme AD out of it. Um, they're putting Draymond on him. But Draymond fouled the hell out of him all game. And so consequently, Draymond couldn't play much of this game because he kept fouling AD. So we'll see what the Warriors, the Warriors are going to make adjustments before game four. We'll see what those adjustments are. Here's the biggest question from game three, Trevor. Mm -hmm. Whose dunk was better, Max Christie's or Tristan Thompson? <laughs> oh, the chat's you gotta asking. Got to go, go with Max. Hey, there we go. Gotta Trevor go just Max. got himself a ticket. Got to go with Max. There we go. I'm invited. Dimitri, great blowout win. Great to see Lonnie Walker get minutes, but Austin Reeves should come off the bench. He shot horribly this series, and his defense hasn't been good either. Are I you disagree. at that point? I mean, I mean, look, Austin, what's he shooting here? Austin was two for eight in this game. He was five of seven at the free throw line, but he's two for eight in this game, three for 11 in game two, four for nine in game one, which gets forgotten because four for nine is just fine. He was two of five from three, four for nine from the field. Had like 13 points too, right? Yeah. So two games in a row now, he shot poorly. Now he shot poorly game five against Memphis. He was four for 13 in that game. Five for 12 in game six against Memphis. That's uh, low for him. One for seven from three. He's Look, he's not shooting great right now. There's no question. But I don't think we're at a point where you say so much is tied to his shooting. Uh, so much of his value is tied to his shooting that if he's not hitting an insane percentage he needs to go to the bench yeah and I, I i'm not going to say anything about tonight's game without looking at the film first especially from a defensive standpoint but game two he wasn't that bad like as bad as people thought and i, I think i mentioned this point on twitter uh following game two especially to look at the tape and nobody on this lakers roster was stopping clay thompson when he was that hot mm -hmm. um because it, it was so many plays where Austin would do a great job chasing, but Clay was already loaded in his shooting form. So Clay catches it. He doesn't have to have any dip. That thing is going straight up. Um, and that's honestly one of Clay's best, uh, best skill sets, man. Is that if he knows you're chasing him, he doesn't have to dip it. He could just straight up shoot it with his hands already, with his uh, form already loaded. Um, so I don't know. Austin, I thought has been fine. Game one was a little bit rough and the game two, I thought it was a lot better defensively mm -hmm. and clay just hit everything. Um, so I don't know. Have to take a look at how it was tonight, but I'm not at the point where 
I bench Austin, and you have to trust that the offense is going to come around at some point. All right, we'll finish up with this. Kyle Hampton said, I hope this win gives the team a boost of confidence. We're not up against an easy team. This will take all we've got now again. Yes, that sets us up for game four, which again, I think is going to be an absolute battle. The Lakers have got to come ready to play because you know the Warriors are going to be throwing every. The Warriors are going to be desperate to not go down 3 1. It's going to be a fight. Game four, going to be absolutely insane. That's coming up on Monday. But Lakers Nation, thanks so much for joining us here tonight. We appreciate it. Obviously, great to get a Lakers win, a blowout win by 30 points in game three. If you haven't done so already, make sure you do subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. If you're listening over on the podcast side, follow us over on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Make sure you give us that five-star rating and review as well, if you wouldn't mind. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.